is up, everybody? This is Matt Swifty Perry with the Leader Swift Podcast. Today's episode is going to be fantastic. I have Justin Herman on. Justin is a friend. He is actually the one who helped me launch this podcast. He has been my podcast coach with equipment, with how to start a podcast. He coached me through it all. He is incredible. But Justin also has been a youth pastor at two extremely large churches, as well as coached leaders, and now has an executive position with a company in partnering with ministries. They're a nonprofit, and he helps with a lot of leadership with them. So Justin comes with many years of experience, as well as being a podcast coach and host himself. I'm really excited. We're going to jump straight into this conversation because it's a little long with Justin Herman. All right, what is up, everybody? I'm here with my friend, my podcast coach, Justin Herman. How's it going, Justin? Well, dude, I'm doing great, man. It's so I'm so thankful to finally be on the podcast. I've been a fan of it for, uh, I mean, for for a while since the very beginning. And you're doing, I mean, you're doing really great stuff. So keep it up, and I'm I'm thankful Thanks, to be here, bro. The, yeah, this just started out as an idea, and then you just helped put some traction in and helped get it started, and it's been so much fun. We've uh, just seen so many leaders give so many great compliments of how it's helped them lead. So you are definitely a part of that. Uh, Justin, tell us quickly about your leadership journey. Well, I mean, you know, where do you begin? I guess the beginning, right? When I was in uh, middle school, my junior high pastor, Tony Spino, who I still talk to, was the first guy to look at me and say, hey, man, you're a leader, and either you're going to lead people the right way or the wrong way. And, you know, in some ways that helped me. In some ways, I think it planted the wrong seed. And, you know, I thought, well, then if I'm just already a leader, then there's very little I have left to learn. You know, I got a lot of opportunities in high school. Fast forward to college, I was charismatic and driven, and I was never short of an idea. And I remember they were doing a leadership class and I kind of rolled my eyes at that because, you know, why does someone need to go to a class on being a leader? Either you are one or you aren't one, right? You're either born one or you're not. And that's a whole other, I mean, that's a whole side thing of our leaders born or yeah. bred or, you know, the, you know, whatnot. But, um, it, and then I started leading, actually doing it after college and, you know, first doing it solo, you know, I was on a team, but I kind of manage a ministry solo moved to Mariners where I had a, you know a lot of success and some of it was healthy success some of it was unhealthy success I think he- the healthy success was you know we had a lot of leaders who were passionate about students and we had a lot of growth and we had a lot of students excited to be involved and you know put their faith into action we had a lot of parents who were being equipped and you know they were able to be spiritual leaders in their home and there's a lot of failure when it came to how I led some of the staff you know what I was willing to do um, to get, you know, to the next marker, the next goal, what I was willing to do, um, you know, for that t- kind of mantle of success. And then from there, you know, moved over to Sandals where I lasted all but I think eight months, maybe nine months. And it just wasn't a fit there. It did not work out. My style didn't work there. I wasn't happy there. They weren't happy with me there. And, uh, and it was a big, it was a big blow, big bummer to, you know, walk out of a church after being let go. And, 
you know, from there, I, I think it was a big wake up call. I spent the last, you know, probably over a year and a half, like really, you know, probably licking my wounds for the first four months of that, but then figure, you know, putting time into figuring it out. Like what, what needs a change in me so that I can be the kind of leader that lasts, that's versatile, that isn't one dimensional and had to ask some tough questions and hear really tough answers from people that I trusted. Yeah, that is so good. Um, and I know at, at some of those places, just some of the people you've impacted um, still goes on. They're still impacted by your legacy, whether you got let go at a place or you left a place. Um, so that's really cool to know that you still influence people, even if it wasn't the best fit. Um, so, you know, can I, can I, and yeah. I love you, Matt. You know, can, I, can I push back yeah. on you for a second? Because one of the things, and, and for me, it's only after you know, having some seasons of rest, reflection, health, you know, I used to lean on comments like that. Um, and, and I know you mean it in a healthy way. I being an, having pieces of unhealthiness in my leadership would look at a comment like that and say, you know what, you're right. I am making a positive impact. The ends justify the means. You know, I'm making a positive impact for this group. If this other group over here, this staff member, or this you know person, or you know this you know lateral you know staff member, maybe a different department, but kind of you know up here, if they have to suffer a little bit uh, in order for the the rest of the success and impact and you know good stuff to take place, I was okay with that. And and I think it was uh, you know it was. You know, my wife, when we were driving home from my going away party at Mariners, she, uh, I was like, I was saying it, comment what you just said. Man, there were so many people there. Oh my, you know, the stories they were sharing made me emotional. Um, you know, interns I had from years ago, you know, came back for it. And I was like, my, you know, man, I, you know, I feel like I really made an impact. I really, I feel like I said exactly what you just said. I really feel like I left a legacy. And, you know, there, there are a lot of people there, you know, it was great. And my wife looked at me and said, yeah, there, there were a lot of people who weren't there too, who, you know, you, you really, you know, torched during your years at Mariners. And it was, it was, you know, the kind of comment only a wife can give and you're <laughs> married. So, you know, this, and it was, it was an absolute, you know, stop. Now it didn't create leadership change in me just yet but it planted a seed that I was okay on some level I was okay with an ends justify the means kind of leadership so you're not to push back completely but to say you know I I do love the impact that I was able to make and I and I it honors me that you say that but I have to hold that intention with the fact that not every great outcome is worth the leadership uh, pain, capital, heartache that y- an unhealthy leader will cause on people. And and I have to have an awareness of that where I don't think that awareness existed before. Yeah, absolutely. That That's really good right there. That's a great leadership point. And I'll push back again because we're great friends and we can just do that. Um, and it's so much fun. Yep, yep. <laughs> but that's such healthy awareness, self-awareness, which is pivotal in leadership. Um, The best leaders Mm. I know are the ones who are aware. And I can say self-awareness because we're both Christians. We believe that husband and wife are one. Um, And so your wife pushing back on you and helping you be as self-aware counts as you. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah, no, that is so good right there. You just gave gold to leaders listening who are like, man, I can totally relate with that. We like to, to, 
focus on one good thing instead of some of the other pain that we might have caused. But you are on to something new, and I think you wanted to share that with some people. Um, what are you up to now? Well, you know, the, when I got a, an opportunity recently, and uh, and it just you know went public, it was just announced, and and I, I want to figure out where to to kind of unpack some thoughts about it. And the first place I thought was the Leader Swift podcast. It's a podcast for leaders. So thank you for giving me the chance to come on and talk a little leadership with you and talk about this new opportunity. Um, it's probably about a, a month, a month and a half ago, maybe actually two months ago at this point. Um, David Miller, who is a friend of both of ours from yeah, Slingshot, he was like a couple episodes um, back, I think like three or four. He was, he was. Uh, he approached me with an opportunity at a nonprofit. Um, they were looking for an executive director. And at the time, you know, I was working at, you know, a secular job doing sales, making money. You know, I, I was, you know, hanging out with my kids a bunch and, you know, I was doing podcast stuff and enjoying that and, you know, consulting with some churches here and there and just, you know, enjoying that. And, uh, and so you know, I was, it, it had my interest because it was a remote, you know, a remote position. It wasn't an office. You kind of do it from home. That was attractive. It was in the world of youth ministry. That was attractive. Um, it was working with parents. That was attractive. And uh, when I looked into a little more, I, I saw the growth potential of this nonprofit. And but the reality is, I have no experience in nonprofits. I've never done one. I give money to them, but I don't do much else. And I really didn't think that I had a chance. But he encouraged me to apply, and they, they sent my stuff over. And uh, and this past uh, week, I actually accepted the position and just started full time um, as the new executive director for a great Christian nonprofit called R12 that uh, works with high school kids and their parents and gets them in um, to service uh, in the local community with a lot of leadership development soaked in there. And uh, we have 10 chapters in Orange County, which uh, is super exciting. You're coming to something with a lot of health, 10 years, you know, running this great nonprofit. And, uh, and I just started this like day number like four. So pretty that pumped. That is incredible. That's incredible. Um, I, I feel like sometimes we go into new seasons in new chapters with a lot of excitement, um, a lot of that kind of energy. What are you most excited to learn from this new position? Well, you know, I think I'm being stretched in different ways. You know, the, I was hearing Eric Geiger, who's my pastor at Mariners. He was giving a lesson on humility. It's probably one of the best lessons I've ever heard on humility. And I've heard, I've heard a lot of talks, a lot of side conversations, a lot of, you know, hey, come over here, Justin. Let me tell you something about being humble. And you know, and some of it was good, some of it wasn't. Um, he gave a lesson on humility that blew blew my socks off. I'll have to send you a link to it to put in the show notes. It was it was really that good. And there was one specific part in there where he, where he talked about the essence of of pride is feeling like you have a skill, an ability, a knowledge in an area that other people don't have and that allows you to think more highly of yourself than uh, than other people. Like it's a a boastfulness because of your capacity to understand know that topic. And honestly, I probably had a lot of that in me in the world of youth ministry. I feel like I had a lot of success in the world of youth ministry. I had a lot of fun in the world of youth ministry. But I had a, a big sense of pride around me 
because I felt like I kind of knew it and I, and I, and I, and, and I should be listened to. And my thoughts were more valuable, which are all really unhealthy perspectives. The, the thing that, that I'm excited for this position to answer that question is uh, I'm not coming in with a wealth of knowledge about nonprofits. I don't have that. They didn't hire me because I have that. You know, it's, it, if, if I was praying for an opportunity to be patient and to learn and to try and lead differently in whatever the next role for me was going to be, I think God gave it to me in this role with R12 because I'm not walking in the knowledgeable hotshot. I'm not walking in even the competent hotshot. Like I'm, I have, I have to ask a million questions. They're going to think it's weird if I'm not asking a million questions because I just don't know. So I think that's the part I'm most excited for being able to embrace what I've been praying for and being able to live it out to, you know, and honestly for any leader that's made leadership mistakes, you want the opportunity one day to see if you learn from those mistakes. And I mean, that's the, that's the, the definition of learning that you've done something learned from it, from that thing. And then you do differently the next time you apply the knowledge that you've learned. So uh, I'm excited to do just that, to see if I, if I actually am a different kind of leader, if this season of rest was useful or if I just have wasted this time um, foolishly without knowing it. Um, you know, those are a couple of things I'm excited for. Yeah, that is so good. And I think that is a great point to touch on is how do you recognize what unhealthy leadership you had in the past? And then in this new season of going into a new job, how how do you fix that? How do you say I'm not going to be yeah. that same leader? Yeah. You, you know, you know where it starts. It starts with honesty with yourself honesty with others. Um, you know, when I was interviewing and the truth is, and I'm going to be, be honest with you, you know, at the very beginning I was like, you know, come on, nonprofit, they're going to hire me. Like, are you kidding me right now? I know nothing about nonprofits. I, I worked in a church and yeah, a church is a nonprofit, but it's very different. Um, you know, it's really easy to fundraise at a church. You have people coming in every week, putting money in a box or, or giving it online. Like the audience is kind of right there in front of you. You would do fundraising is different in a nonprofit. You know, the, how you cast visions different, you know, how, just how you do everything is different in a nonprofit. And so I didn't go in with the, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to fight to get this job. I want this job. It was only till kind of the very end of the interview process was I like, oh my gosh, I really, I really, I would be bummed if I didn't get it. But at the beginning, I was just going to, I was just being honest and being myself. And it's like, listen, I'm going to do this. And Dave's kind of putting me in there. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, be myself and I'm not going to try and get the job. So I was honest with them about, you know, what happened before. Some people, when they get fired from a job, um, they leave that off their resume. You know, I, I talked about, we had a whole conversation about sandals and what didn't work there. Um, you know, we had a whole conversation of what was toxic in my leadership and what, uh, you know, caused this huge failure. Um, I was honest with it and claimed it on the front end so that I'd have healthier accountability on the back end. And I think the other part of it is, you know, if you can't speak about what caused your unhealth, then you're never really going to be able to get healthy. You know, if someone has had a heart attack and has a stint put in, you know, they are going to live as if they had that experience. They're going to probably exercise a little bit more. They're going to eat differently. Like it's going to be obvious by their behavior and the things that they're doing because they remember distinctly the experience of a heart attack. I think the experience of being an unhealthy leader, you remember that. You remember in conversations uh, that you know that could easily go a memorable way that you know leads to failure. You remember w- that you need to be asking advice 
asking for perspective, especially if you lack self-awareness like I do in a lot of points. You have to be you have to remember to ask, hey, how did that meeting go? Or hey, how did you perceive that? Or you know, hey, I, I just want to circle back. I thought I was short with you and and you know, I just want to make sure that that I apologize for that. And nine times out of ten they say, no, what are you talking about? You weren't short. It, you know, it was no big deal. But that that effort, that that step toward the toward the the leadership of, of self-awareness and leadership awareness you know i think those are the things that i would point to and say i think it's going to go differently this time and this is how that's how i'm living out the hope for that change that's how i'm living in that tension that's so good and you have a great wife who will let you know um <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah you know, she's. I mean, you you you've met her before. I mean, she's absolutely absolutely incredible. And uh, you know, I don't I don't think I you know, I honestly you know it was it was her that was in a, you know again this isn't a marriage podcast but you know, there there's a lot of leadership around you know do is your wife just your wife for you know family stuff and sex and vacations and um and, you know and you know getting your presents like does do you really allow for that really distinct clear voice pushback that leaders you know need you know the, and you know for her she's always had that obviously and she was the one who was really urging me to pursue this because I think out of the gate I was like no I don't know if I'm ready uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is for me she was the one urging no I think you are ready and I think you should do this um you know which speaks to you know so much of who she is is, is not only a, a partner but a but a friend I mean I love her so she's my yeah, wife so yeah absolutely go. like my wife has literally told me Matt, you lead everybody so well spiritually except for me. Bam. Mm, and then wow. so then we had to have the conversation Ouch. of, okay, practically, <laughs> let's sit down. How do I need to lead better at home? And we've been able to work through some of that. And I look back and I'm like, wow, I would spend be on the phone with students till 8 o'clock at night praying for them. But I didn't even pray with my wife before bed sometimes. Um, and so mm. marriage is such a great way to keep your heart in the right place as a leader um, and have somebody to just tell you the truth. That's so good, Justin. Thank you for jumping on, sharing some big news with us and talking about leadership and failures and just everything we go through in journeys and that you've been through. Well, you know, I would I would just leave it at, you know, and I'm sure you're going to put a link in the show notes, r12.org. But, man, if, if anyone's looking for, you know, a way to get, you know, serving going and connection between high school students and parents and leadership development, trying to figure some of that out, I'd love to talk to you. you know, and, it, and if you have some really great ideas, you kind of think you figured some stuff out. I'd love to hear from you because I'd love to learn from you. But man, I you know I think that this nonprofit, you know, the the mission they have is incredible, partnering mothers and daughters and fathers and sons uh, in Christian service to impact the community, um, to to have a lifelong kingdom impact. Uh, I love that mission. I I'm excited to be part of it, and uh, and I think over the course of time we'll, we'll get the chance to talk about it a lot with a lot of uh, leaders around the country. That's incredible. Awesome. Thank you so much, Justin, for being with us. And they can find you on social media as well, right? At just It's Justin Herman, I believe. It's Hey Justin hey Herman Justin everywhere. Herman. Gotta, That's what it is. HeyJustinHerman.com, Hey Justin Herman on Instagram, Twitter, podcast. Facebook, everywhere. And uh, yep, yep. The We've had some cool guests on the podcast and, and just having a blast with that for sure. But man, keep doing what you're doing. I, I'm telling you, I am a fan and you are doing incredible stuff. So please keep it up. All right. Thank you so much, bro. Later. Thank you.